0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is season four, episode 75 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us today as we conclude, oh no, we continue our study. We've still got tomorrow as well, um, but we are looking in the last chapter of this week's study in Genesis chapter 37 to 41 in the week of March the 7th to March the 13th. And today, as I just mentioned, we'll go into the beginning of Genesis 41, but it's quite a lengthy chapter, so we'll conclude that one tomorrow as well. So, today, uh, we learn that it is another two years until uh, Joseph is retrieved out of the prison, and so the butler forgets him for two years, and at this time, Pharaoh dreams two dreams, and it involves um, the seven well-favoured kine, which is basically cows, um, and they were healthy. Uh, And they stood on the river bank and they ate. And the ill-favoured and lean-fleshed kind did eat up the seven well-favoured and fat kind. So Pharaoh awoke. Uh, And then, again this time, he has a second dream which indicates seven good and then seven bad. Overtaking those seven good. Uh, And Pharaoh awakes again. Now, I suppose for us, one thing to learn from this is that if we are to receive revelation whether it is through a dream whether it is through promptings whether it is through other people um answering those dream uh, answering those prayers or or guidance then we should probably listen to that uh, and pharaoh to his credit um, does take this into account he, he is his spirit is troubled and he does what he has been taught and raised and his culture tells him to do and that is to get all the magicians of egypt and the wise men and get them to interpret it but no one could. And then then in verse nine, I love this. uh, It says, then spake the chief butler to Pharaoh saying, I do remember my faults this day. So basically he is embarrassed. He's realized that he has forgotten to talk to Pharaoh about Joseph, how he was unjustly prisoned and what Joseph is able to do. Uh, And so the butler shares the experience of the butler and the baker Uh, with Pharaoh and straight away um, he in verse 14 says then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the the dungeon and he shaved himself and changed his raiment came in unto Pharaoh. We have here an interesting moment where obviously he was changed out of the clothing he was in And then before Pharaoh, and before the end of this chapter, probably tomorrow, we'll talk about another change in raiment or clothing that happens with Joseph as well. And just recognize the symbolism there um, of how um, we have experiences where clothing is changed as we progress uh, through different statuses and different stations in our journey. Notice as well that this is, in in effect, the second time that Joseph has... um, been brought or has come <clears throat> has come forward uh, to the people in Egypt to do something. The first time it was as a humble servant in, in servant's clothing. Uh, and then the second time he is brought out uh, from what seems like a, a desolate and a place that he won't return from, he comes a second time and he will ultimately be clothed in all the trappings of a leader. He is all, he is the leader of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. Um, and again, symbols, echoes of the savior. There, I just thought it were interesting to pick out. Um, and then Joseph um, comes before Pharaoh. And uh, President James E. Faust says this quote: um, Joseph went to prison. Pharaoh had two troubling dreams. Hearing of Joseph's discernment from the captain of the of the prison guard. He sent for him to interpret the dreams. Uh, Joseph told him through inspiration that seven years of plenty would be followed by seven years of famine. Pharaoh not only recognized this as true interpretation, but he trusted Joseph and appointed him to be second only to Pharaoh in power. Because he earned the implicit trust of those who were with him, Joseph enjoyed a great amount of freedom. Like Joseph, you too can be trusted by others, but trust must be earned. Notice now, I mean, obviously, we're going to get to that point in this account of Joseph and working with Pharaoh that he is ultimately trusted to do whatever he needs to because Pharaoh trusts him implicitly, just as was the case with Potiphar in his house and even in the prison. And Joseph being an overseer in the prison, um, you know, he clearly has a a character or he is a character that is trustable, that can earn people's trust, not because he is deceptful, deceitful or anything like that, but he honestly um, gives opportunity for others to trust him. In verse 16, we learn that he is openly honest. He could have come before Pharaoh and said, yes, yes, I can interpret dreams, you know, um, give me some power because I'm going to do this for you or something like that. But in verse 16, it says, And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Um, and as such, Pharaoh um, shares the dream with Joseph uh, and kind of recites what we just read earlier in the chapter about the seven kine um, and the other seven kine and the, corns, the ears of corn as well. Um, but I'm just impressed by the way that Joseph um, straight away takes no credit for himself and specifically tells the king that he doesn't interpret the dreams, um, but it is. It is him. It is it, it is his God that uh, gives the, the answers. So Pharaoh retells his dreams to Joseph. So we won't go over that uh, again. But when Joseph hears of these dreams, uh, he says in verse 25, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. Um, he then, of course, tells Pharaoh that there will be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And, um, And this is um, interesting because it is Joseph telling Pharaoh that he has had these two dreams um, because um, it was established by the Lord. Uh, In other words, it's kind of a, a witness to Pharaoh. In verse 32, Joseph says, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. We read, of course, about the law of witnesses, how by Now, for two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. And so Deuteronomy 19, 15, also 2 Corinthians 13, 1, tell us about how if we receive it twice, that is an indication that it is from the Lord. Um, So we know that there's going to be the seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. Um, Quentin L. Cook uh, said this, quote, the scriptures and modern prophets have made it clear that there will be lean years and plentiful years. The Lord expects us to be prepared for many of the challenges that come. He proclaims, if ye are prepared, ye shall not fear. Part of the trauma I experienced crossing the Sierras in that blizzard many years ago occurred because I was not prepared for this sudden unexpected event. One of the great blessings of the scriptures is that they warn us of challenges that, we are, that are unexpected but often occur. We would do well to be prepared for them. One form of preparation is to keep the commandments. Close quote. So... Whilst this obviously is dealing with a very contextual and very specific event that happened in Egypt of seven years of 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 plenty and seven years of famine, um, we obviously shouldn't read that there will be now from this point seven years of good things and seven years of bad things. But what we do learn from it, as um, Elder Elder Cook shared, is that there are times of plenty and that there are also times of difficulty and famine in our lives. And of course, that famine shows itself in different ways. We are looking at past couple of years of unprecedented world events, a global pandemic, um, unrest and war in Europe for the first time um, to this level since World War II, um, there, it is um, a very different and very difficult time. And this time may well pass and then we may well have some time of peace and we, we just don't know what the future brings. Um, but what we are taught as Cook chairs uh, is that there will be time of plenty and time of famine. Uh, and we need to be prepared for those times that we are not prepared for. I mean, our family um, has is going through a, a completely unseen medical um, concern uh, uh, right now with our son. And and that was completely unforeseen. And so the years previous to all of these events that take place in our lives, whatever trials or difficulties you're going through, um, those are the times to build up those reserves spiritually as well as uh, temporally. And I think those spiritual um, preparations are just as important, if not maybe more important, as the physical ones. And but certainly, are, but certainly both are very important. And so learning from this experience of the Egyptians, I think, is a well worth thing for us to do. If you are going through a time right now where things seem to be settling out, then prepare. Make preparations physically and spiritually. If you are going through a difficult time, try and draw upon those preparations you've made. And if you haven't been able to, try and put something small away each day to be able to prepare, be prepared for other times, perhaps. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, please join our Facebook group, join in the discussion, and until we meet again.